0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Preview Review, the movie trailer podcast hosted by me, Tyler Ellison, and...
1: The other me, Ryan Toon. We are two different people, but we're also the same person. If you look at it from a certain point of view...
0: Okay, interesting. Like if we're standing in front of each other or something? Yeah, like we it's could like, mirror. You can, oh, uh-huh. yeah, kind of like... What's that like improv? I think um, it's
1: just improv mirror
0: game or whatever, going yeah. have to have mirror the other person's mm-hmm. actions
1: and then if i'm walking down a hallway uh people go hey tyler i'll turn around and i'll answer their question i've done that multiple times yeah that's fair um i'll just i've given up correcting people i've just i've just done, gone with the flow
0: the thing is is it's just kind of sad because we don't really look that similar
1: we're just two larger white men <laughs> <laughs> that's literally the
0: end of the conversation i mean i guess similar uh, interests yeah
1: And smile a lot, I guess.
0: Sure. I don't know.
1: But, um, speaking of similar interests and things that make us smile, this is Preview Review, the movie This is one of those things, right here. Yes, Uh, correct. What we do here is we talk about movie trailers. We do. Um, specifically today we're talking about the trailers for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania, Shazam! Fury of the Gods... Scream 6 and that's 6 with a V I that
0: also is part of the M. Scream the 6th.
1: No, that's Shrek the 3rd and oh, it's okay. not similar.
0: But that's like if you have the Roman numeral that's what you say, right? Like King is Henry the 8th. Oh, maybe. You don't say King Henry Henry 8. He did eat though. Did you see how big that boy was? <laughs> she, he really ate.
1: <laughs> and then on um, some other franchise films. Um quick thoughts on movies that we don't have long thoughts on.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll spare you trying to fill a conversation about movies from franchises that we know nothing about. So we we'll offer that. our quick thoughts and
1: we did that way back we'll when, on. Uh, before either of us had watched any Fast and Furious movies. We decided to talk about Hobbs and Shaw. Oh yeah, for way too long. But then it worked out that I actually became a fan of the
0: franchise and I've seen every movie in the franchise retroactively. Yeah. But I feel like we have more, like we're more qualified to talk about Ant Man, Scream, and Shazam because we've actually seen all of the MCU movies, most of the DC stuff, including the, the first DC Shazam movies. and all the Scream movies. So you know,
1: yeah. And I've seen a season and a half of the Scream TV show now.
0: These are our these are our credentials. And uh, I've read some comics. Great, I love that for you. You, you ever read some comics? Like, just any? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Have you, you seen those little Nancy strips that show up on Twitter? Oh, yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. I like those comics. Yeah, yeah. I used to read... Uh, Garfield? No, well, maybe Garfield. I like the Family Circus.
1: Oh, I don't know that one. Is that like the... Uh, you would recognize it. What's that one that's like the other it's side? It's like the not little not the blonde out. boy.
0: What's... Uh, the Far Side? The Far Side. Yeah. Is that like Far Side? No, it's no, different from that. I like Far Side. Yeah. The one I never got was Kathy. What's her deal?
1: I don't know Kathy. These are comics I don't know okay you know peanuts
0: obviously i like peanuts yeah i'm a peanut stan you gotta go to knott's berry farm they have peanut shit everywhere
1: yo my cousin loves snoopy and he loves going to knott's yeah berry it's farm. pretty great he's like in fourth grade it's his favorite place the
0: like <laughs> freaking gift shop merch at knott's berry farm if you're a peanuts fan outrageous Just so good.
1: Did they update the merch after the Blue Sky movie came out? Like, did it get that CG gloss? No,
0: it's kind of based on the, like, OG Uh, 2D animation.
1: Nice. Well, enough peanut talk.
0: Enough peanut talk. we will talk about something small. Well, before we jump into the trailer for Ant-Man Wire, and unfortunately, we do have to let our listeners know that we're not missing anything. There will not be a Ryan's Review Roundup on today's oh. episode because well I don't want to miss a thing. The last episode, yeah, that's what Erosman said <laughs> it's for true. Armageddon, and they were right, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. we covered Ryan's view Roundup from previous episodes. Um, we caught up. On our last episode, that was the mm-hmm. Previewees nomination episode. So we had no movies to discuss last episode that you have since seen. But in its place, Ryan, I'm going to throw you a curveball here. Ooh, ooh. And I'm going to ask you to just report back on a movie that you've seen recently. Either could be a rewatch or a different movie that maybe we didn't talk about on the podcast. Mm. Or have never talked about on the podcast that you enjoyed and why.
1: Interesting. Okay. Let me think. What was the last movie I saw that I liked? Hmm. Hmm. Was it... It wasn't Maybe I Do, because that wasn't a good movie. It wasn't Shotgun Wedding, because that's just alright. What was the last movie I actually liked that I watched? I have to pull up my letterbox here and delve deep into, like, a week ago when I watched a movie. Um, I watched, like, most of Coraline. I had never seen it before. Oh, okay. Um, and I liked it, but then I had to go somewhere, so I didn't see, like, the last 30 minutes. So I don't know how it ends yet.
0: <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs>
1: Uh, let's see. An Infinity Pool is freaky, but it's fun. Uh, The Whale. Uh, I don't know. There's not been a movie yet that I'm really... Thank you. That's the button I want. I'm like, why do I see Tyler's reviews? Um. Oh, I liked Missing. Missing came out. That was pretty fun. It's a nice screen life. I think there's some things in the third act that kind of take me out of it. Like, that's a bit of a jump. Or a bit of a stretch. But, um... Overall, if you liked uh, searching, you'll like missing. All right. What about you, Tyler?
0: Um, Let's see. Recent watches. I really, really loved Infinity Pool, the new movie from Brandon Cronenberg. I think the more I sit with it, the more it's okay. I really have a fondness for it.
1: That movie I feel like I like to think about, but I don't really want to, like, Go revisit it if that makes sense but yeah
0: but I also think rewatchability is only like one metric by which That's I true. I think about the quality of a movie right and I think I absolutely would I think if I were to rewatch it you know fit it into my very busy schedule of uh, movie watching if I were to go back to it I think I would pick up on some more things and mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. more maybe like symbolism or things that I some might more, have missed the uh, first time secret nudity um, hidden in the, the yeah things. I mean if we're gonna drop the Alexander Skarsgård the uncut the version
1: 17 17- uh, I don't know he might
0: be cut show his hog
1: well, if you were at Sundance, you could have seen it
0: I know, missed opportunity But yeah, I, that was a great great movie The more I sit with it, the more it kind of like I don't want to say it resonates with me Because I don't think it really like you wanna go has anything to do with my personality <laughs> But the more I like to kind of stew on it And think yeah. about the themes And mm-hmm. really enjoyed that watch I think it was a perfect movie for me to go into. I had gone in to see that movie without knowing anything about the plot or having seen a trailer. And I think it was the perfect movie to do that, to go in blindly for, because I got so much more out of, like, not knowing what direction the movie was going to go, and I got to be fully surprised and immersed in the sort of, like, weird, dystopic uh, logic that just kind of exists in that world.
1: Well, um, Tyler, what you meant to say was, you wish you would have seen a trailer, because we're a movie trailer podcast, and you just love to watch trailers. I
0: do love to watch trailers, but <laughs> it's we cannot hide. We are a movie trailer review podcast for both the pros and the cons. We're we're not shills for the trailer industry, and we ha- we'll have hmm. to admit, this goes back to a conversation from, like, one Episode of the, two? <laughs> beginning, like, the beginnings of this podcast where we talked about, do movie trailers today show too much, and does it corrupt the experience of watching a film for the first time if you've, like... Even seen the trailer or been inundated with the trailer over and over and over Have again. Have you seen...
1: There's, like, a recent study that came out and it said, like, a majority of people, like, that were in the study, like, don't mind spoilers or actually, like, are okay with spoilers. Like, they'll go in, like, they'll read spoilers and then go see... I see movie. that
0: one. I see people in the theater, like, pulling up the Wikipedia plot Oh my gosh, that movies. happened
1: when we were watching Rink. That guy in front of us just, like, Googled like, meaning of ring to understand what the movie was about. I'm like, come on.
0: <laughs> I was it's like, I kind of like, get it.
1: I'm bored, too.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, not every movie is for everybody. So, I don't know. I just, to me, I would rather at least... I have done this where I, after the movie's over, I go yeah, back yeah. and reread the plot summary to kind of see if there's anything I uh-huh. missed. Um, but I would never, like, beforehand or during, um, the, well, movie, during the movie. Especially in no, the theater, you know?
1: I mean, maybe if, like... Maybe I might do it, like, if I'm, like... At home on the couch, and I'm like, "Oh, this movie's like going on really long. How much of it is left? Still two hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's just see. Okay, I'll look at the Wikipedia pro synopsis. What? We're
0: only on paragraph two. Yeah, <laughs> oh, turning it no. off now for sure. <laughs> I I have done that before, but mostly for stuff that like I'm maybe not rewatching, but something I'm watching that I haven't like that came out a long time ago. You know yeah, what I mean?
1: yeah, yeah. Not like something that I've anticipated. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, thanks for sharing. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, speaking of tiny things, there we go. Perfect segue. Now is the perfect segue. <laughs> um, Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Um, it comes out on February seventeenth, two thousand and twenty-three. It's directed by Peyton Reed, who did the last uh, Ant-Man movies and um other things, <laughs> and it stars Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Jonathan Majors, Michelle Pfeiffer, Michael Douglas, uh, Katherine Newton. Oh, and you didn't include Bill Murray
0: oh yeah well he wasn't in like the main like bullet point he must be in that you know sometimes i don't get why it's like this on wikipedia the cast list of bullet points will end but then there'll be like a small oh, a paragraph of, like, at the bottom that's like also confirmed to be in the movie are oh, this person does this right um, and i'm like why aren't they just on the fucking bullet points chidi's in this movie my too. small his name um oh, from
1: good place yeah chidi Anagonye. he's just
0: It's a three-name. William Jackson Harper. There he is. That's his name.
1: Um, Yeah. So this is the third movie in the Ant-Man trilogy now. Um, And in this movie, it looks like we're going deep into the quantum realm. So usually, the Ant-Man movies take place in the normal realm. Yes, and they're just And they're just tiny boys and girls. But this time, they're getting so tiny that everything else is also tiny. And by comparison, it's normal-sized or even big.
0: Yeah. So... That's very true, it kind of feels like they're trying to do like it I mean it's really kind of interesting. the visual effects it reminds me of something like out of like a guardians of the galaxy movie except instead of this being like a separate realm that's like within in the universe and space it's like subatomic right mm-hmm. That's basically the idea of the quantum yeah. realm is it's like between the atoms right yeah, or whatever so yeah, like it's so small that it exists between mm-hmm. and this is where we get the whole like idea of time mm-hmm. travel and where King comes in as, like it is the space that's able to move between, yeah, like so, parallel universes. Well, is that kind of what mm, I'm getting at? I don't think I don't know. so
1: about parallel universes, but uh, it's how they like they extract energy from the quantum realm to be able to like make the time travel device for Endgame, right? And that's how Scott was able to like avoid the snap because he was like, or I don't know if he avoided the snap. I just don't think he got snapped. But then he didn't realize so much time had gone by because he was in the quantum realm that whole right. time. So they've set up like the idea that there is this quantum realm, like that's where. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's character was like for all of the history of basically mm-hmm. these movies until Ant-Man and the Wasp, when they pull her out at the very end. Yeah. Um. So basically Paul Rudd is back with Evangeline Lilly, Ant-Man and the Wasp, mm-hmm. and they're living life. He's happy. He's got his daughter back, but she's way older. He missed a lot of time with her. So she's not cute and like loving her scary little bunny anymore. She's like a delinquent teenager or something. She's getting in and out of jail. But they can connect on science, I guess? And then they want to go to the quantum realm. Because she sends a signal. But Michelle Pfeiffer's like, that's a bad idea. And it instantly, we know it's a bad idea. Because the quantum realm goes, time to suck you up. Yum, 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 yum. And then they meet this man, Jonathan Majors. Who plays Kang the Conqueror. Who we saw a variant of in Loki.
0: Oh, so it's not the same character. No. So it's like
1: how the star of Loki, that character Loki, is not the same Loki that was in Avengers End- or mm-hmm. Avengers Infinity War, right? Or Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. It's like this Kang is not the King from Loki, because that King dies mm-hmm. in Loki. Right, right. This is a different King who was just chilling in the Quantum Realm for some reason. And I think his plan is to, like, somehow get the Ant-Man gang to help him get out of the Quantum Realm.
0: Right, that was the idea, is like, you like I can give you more time or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. his offer to mm-hmm. um, yeah, Paul Rudd's character, right? So
1: and Kang is interesting. I don't know what they're going to do in the movie, but like in the comics Kang is from the future. And like he's mm. come back in time and, like and he you know it also is like a big part of it is like there's all these different Kangs that like are fighting to take control of all the universes, which was mm. like a plot point that was brought up in Loki. Um and so We'll see how this goes, but another villain they're introducing in this movie is uh, Modok. That's right. Who is basically a giant floating head. Um, and in the comics, he's the head of AIM, which is a like evil weapons manufacturing company. But in this movie, there's like a blink and you miss it shot in the trailer. It's uh, going to be played by, what's his name? The guy who plays the villain in the first movie. He's, oh
0: yeah, yeah, the guy that looks like he, his the character's name Corey is Corey Stoll. Cro-
1: yeah, Corey Stoll. The character's name is Darren Cross, and I think the idea is like he got shrunk down to the quantum realm in the end of the first movie, but like his head didn't get fully shrunk or something, so he's like Modok now and just a giant floating head with little extremities. Um, and it's interesting because in the trailer it shows like a close up of Modok and he's got like a face mask on, and, like an Iron Man like shield. But then there's another shot where he's just in the background. He's, like, in the background. And it's just yeah, a yeah, giant head. head. face. Yeah. Like,
0: so, so weird.
1: It's weird. I don't know what they're going to do with him. I don't know how he's going to weave in and out. Um, but it looks like there's going to be some kind of big battle. And I don't know. This trailer kind of shows the climax of the movie, I feel it like. It does kind of. But I also
0: feel like I have no scope of, like, what the setup of the conflict of the film uh, is. Other than, like, are. we're stuck in the... Yeah, we're stuck in the quantum realm... We yeah. gotta get out. Like at some point, it feels like a survival movie, especially when you see kind of Michelle Pfeiffer goes into this like survival traveler nomad mm-hmm. mode. That is like must be how she survived all that time in the quantum mm-hmm. realm because she seems to think it's very dangerous for some reason, right? So obviously she had to well, do. Maybe she has some sort right? of
1: interaction with Kang already.
0: It's totally. It seems like she's familiar with him. Mm-hmm. They're like, like you old know friends. you can't trust him or whatever, but who knows? It's a Marvel trailer. She could be talking about somebody else. Maybe
1: she's talking about Bill Murray because yeah. he's
0: barely in these trailers. Totally. And I think you you can see how there's kind of like an A plot and a B plot set up where we mostly only see King interacting with Scott Scott and sometimes Cassie. And then you mostly see Michelle Pfeiffer a lot like in other locations Mm -hmm. and that kind of they're going to get separated somehow. But yeah, I have no idea what the stakes really are. Um, The biggest thing for me out of this trailer is visually this looks like one of the best ant-man movies and certainly like i think even one of the best marvel movies in terms of like i love the design of the quantum realm mm-hmm. there's a really cool shot in one of the trailers where there's like a m- mountain of like a million ant-mans yes and he's getting like pulled in. and it looks like something out of like oh it's reminding me of, like dr strange a lot too where mm-hmm. it does this kind of like weird like almost like hallucinogenic psychedelic like art um as a shot and you're um, its hard to tell is that something that's really happening or is that something that a character is visualizing or you know it kind of turns reality on its okay. head which is where we have to go because Marvel sometimes has these films that are more grounded in our universe and sometimes we go to somewhere that they have to make up out of nowhere like quantumania right yeah. and so
1: and I think the big takeaway from this trailer too is like the tonal shift from the first two Ant-Man's where it's like a light, happy-go-lucky, low-stakes comedy movie for right. these two movies. And then this one's like, the entire fate of the world is <laughs> Totally, totally, like, yeah. where's Judy Greer? Where's Michael yeah. Peña? I need these Even
0: people. the stakes of, like, yeah, it's sad to see no Michael Peña in this trailer. I feel like, even, like, the second Ant-Man movie, which, like, you would expect to at least raise the stakes a little bit from the first one, like, I didn't, think it really does. didn't even have, like, a really fully-formed antagonist. You had Ghost as kind of this misunderstood antagonist. You got Walter
1: Goggins. And then you had
0: Walton Goggins, who was, like, oh, just Walton. a, like, a con man. Generic yeah. con man, right? Like it wasn't even uh-huh. some and now uh-huh. it's like, oh, Kang, the next like Avengers villain is in this movie. Well, yeah, and there's a like strange choice.
1: The, way, like, the interstitials in the trailer are like a new dynasty comes and like right. we know another like a future Avengers movie is called the Avengers, the Kang Dynasty. Totally. So yeah, it's weird to like make I guess since after Endgame, like a lot of your OG Avengers are gone, so Ant Man is the lynchman a good of vessel the to MCU now, bring I guess, that in. maybe.
0: I guess so. And, I mean, Paul Rudd has great leading man charisma, I think, akin to, like, a Robert Downey Jr., right? So, I I mean, maybe they feel like this is the, the right entry point, but it does feel a little strange compared to the other films in, in this series. Uh,
1: a big fan theory right now is that uh, Paul Rudd's not going to make it through this movie.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I mean, as tough as possible. I was just thinking along the lines of, maybe not about whether Scott Lang survives or not, but... Mm-hmm. Like, in general, knowing that Kang is being set up to be a franchise villain, mm-hmm. do we think, like, there's even a victory for Ant-Man and the Wasp in this film? Or is this more of a Infinity War situation where the conclusion of this movie is not really one that's, like, a positive outcome for mm-hmm. our heroes? Well,
1: that's another fan theory that I've read that I think is kind of cool, is they defeat Kang in the Quantum Realm and they get out, and then... They look around and they go, "Oh shoot! A different king conquered this world while we were in the quantum." Oh, world.
0: interesting. That'd be wild. That would feel kind of out of left field for me, but I could definitely see like an ending to this movie where maybe like not everything goes according to plan, mm-hmm. right? Because how are you gonna just be like, "Well, we finished Kang off and that's all good," and then in King Dynasty he just like comes back or I'm whatever, a different right? King. Like that feels kind of cheap. So I know
1: I got beat by Ant Man in the solo Ant
0: Man movie, but
1: now all the Avengers gotta <laughs> fight me <laughs> totally because I'm
0: better than that game. Yeah. But I guess I, I mean I will say even though the tone feels very different, I really did enjoy the first two Ant-Man in yeah, the films. I, they I mean, they're not top of my list in terms of Marvel movies, but they're definitely not towards the bottom. They're so like mid. Yeah, I But mid isn't I'm a bad word. But I think Paul Rudd is a really great like character. Um so. I like both Scott Lang and Hank Bim? Ant-Man. Oh. And, and Ant-Man. You know what I mean like I like him as like just who he is and I like the idea of him being a hero, even though his superpower on the surface feels like it's, like, n- not one that's super useful. Um, so I'm excited to see kind of what they do with this character as they continue, like, to severely raise the stakes compared to the first yeah, few installments. Yeah, it's of like, summons. okay,
1: Ant-Man 1, stakes at level zero. Ant-Man 2, stakes at level 0. 0.5. Ant-Man 3, stakes <laughs> at 90. Totally. Like, totally. <laughs> what? But, hey, I mean... He was actually in an Avengers movie in between those, so yeah, and he was never fair. in an Avengers movie before.
0: I mean, and I gotta say, Giant Man is that the right yeah, like that's right version of him when that appears dead. in Endgame is like that that appearance is probably like top five entrances in Endgame. It's like so good. I love watching mm-hmm. him come like, out of that rubble. I
1: like it when Giant Man shows up better in Civil War. I think that's a bigger yeah, that's a good one too. To Giant man and Ant Man and the Wasp, quantum or uh, just Ant Man and the Wasp when he's like the whales and he brings it out. <laughs> worst giant man appearance.
0: But we already have tickets. We're excited for Quantum Mania. Hopefully you are too. I gotta say I also love the title.
1: Yeah, they can. They even have the word Ant Man in Quantum Mania. If you like pull Ant- out the A N T Ant Man and then there's a few little
0: extra letters left over. They should have just called it Quantum Mania and then they just like put. A-N-T and then M-A-N in like different color. Oh, like how Scream 6 does? Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, speaking of... Six. S- oh, the other thing I was going to say <laughs> oh, about... Sorry, yet. before we get to Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's very funny to me that this movie is like... They start with Ant-Man, now we're Ant-Man, then Ant-Man and the Wasp, and now Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. And yet, this trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, spends approximately like zero time with Evangeline Lilly's also, character. Also, what the heck is going on with the haircut? <laughs> oh my gosh. I hate
1: that haircut. Maybe they're like, we can't deal with her. Uh, she had some very anti-COVID uh. Yeah, like who knows value. why, but... But I mean... Maybe hi- her, I mean, what
0: if she just dies very early in the movie? I mean, I don't know what they're going to do I mean, it would be
1: weird if they did that to Evangeline mm-hmm. Lilly, but they're like, Letitia Wright, you can be Black Panther.
0: Right, for it's, sure. Right. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's funny to me that she's in the title, and yeah, I don't think she even, like, speaks a line in the trailer. Well,
1: technically, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is it's a also wasp the wasp. Too. that's true, yeah. So, and she's, she does some talking. Yeah. She, like, rides on one of those weird microbe things. Oh, yeah. It looks like Strange World for a minute there. Kinda, yeah. <laughs>
0: Speaking of a strange world. New York City. <laughs> Scream 6, baby. Scream 6 is also coming out uh, in a few weeks. on March 10th. Uh, directed by Matt Bettinelli, Olpin, and Tyler Gillette. Uh, folks from Radio Silence. And this film stars Courtney Cox, Melissa Barrera, Jenna Ortega... Hayden Panettiere coming back reprising her role as Kirby from Scream 4. Very exciting. Uh, Jasmine Savoy-Brown, Mason Gooding, Samara Weaving, and Tony Revolori also making appearances in this film. Um, You know me as a resident Scream fan. Very, very excited for this film. Ryan, as a more recent Scream fan, having just caught up on the franchise in time for Scream 5 or Scream 2022 that came out last year, how are you... Like how? What are your expectations shaping up to be for the sixth installment in the series?
1: It's it's crazy that it's so fast. So like, I feel like it was just last year when I was watching all these movies. It was, (laughs) and then I rewatched them all again because I wanted to uh, bring like my sister into the fold of the Scream franchise. So I watched them all with you, and I watched them all with her, and I went and I saw uh, Scream Five with you opening night, and then. Maybe a week later, I went and I saw Scream 5 with my family. And then uh, I got Scream 5 on Blu ray and I watched Scream 5 again. And so I'm fully inundated, big Scream head already. Um, I'm excited for Scream 6. It's a little sad that, uh, you know, a lot of the original cast is no longer appearing in these films for one reason or another. Um, but hey, I'm still here for it. I, I just. I don't know, they're fun movies. They're not like, too scary, and it's like a fun little mystery, like trying to figure out who Ghostface is every time, and it's like, you know, these things are going to happen, and you're like, ooh, look, it's the trope that Scream 1 did, but yep. now it, I guess it's not a trope. It's it called, like red, a calling card?
0: Yeah, waiting for Red Right Hand to play every movie. Like, that song mm-hmm. just gotta be, the needle drop has to come somewhere.
1: Yes, or, uh-oh, they gotta, like, you know, explain, like, how this movie is meta, uh In terms of, like, franchise sequels. And it's always fun to see, like, how they're like, okay, now we did the trilogy, now this is, like, a reboot. Oh, we already did the reboot? Uh, legacy sequels. Um so legacy legacy
0: sequel, sequel part two yeah i don't know they're
1: in uncharted territory
0: it kind of does feel like it maybe they're going off the angle of we're new in york. a new location exactly yeah. because scream 6 for those of you that may have not heard or seen a trailer yet it does take place in the city new of new york. york city pretty exciting um i love that we're kind of getting a new location for the most most. for the most part, Ghostface has mainly been operating in Woodsboro. We do have Windsor College as a setting for Scream 2, and then we have, have LA as a setting for but Scream the 3. the
1: set of that movie is Woodsboro.
0: Yeah, so it's kind of, I mean... Like you know it's a, Woodsboro on its own. It's not stage. like it turned into, like, downtown LA and you get some well, of that city stuff.
1: Like in the opening kill you do. Exactly. With, That's uh, pretty
0: much it. Yeah. Um, So this is kind of exciting to see, like, the very um urbanization of Ghostface mm. uh, coming into the city. Um, If you haven't seen... If you've only seen the teaser trailer where it's like there's ghost faces on the subway and then one of them pops up in front of Jasmine Savoy subway, subway Brown's character. Great teaser trailer. Doesn't hold a candle to the, the official trailer, trailer, like the two and a half minute version. Mm. Oh my gosh, this might be already in the lead for my favorite trailer of the year. I mean, really? it's so wow. good. Um, and I think you also see like there's quite a different tone to this film or it just feels like a lot darker this trailer well ghostface mask is dirtier. Um, Ghostface's it's mask is dirty now. that's how you get there he's got a shotgun and i'm sure there will be a good helping of some of that humor they always work in some both like kind of like dark humor as well as just kind of breaking the tension a little bit mm-hmm. with some jokes thrown in um <laughs> They're back to Anthony Anderson's character in Scream 4. And Adam Um, Brody. Yeah. They were a great hero. Bring
1: them back. Oh, wait. We can't. But (laughs) it
0: just already feels like, oh, this is kind of going to get a little gnarly. And, I mean, we got quite a bit of blood even for a trailer. Ghostface is, like, using a shotgun now, which is brutal. I think we've only really had Ghostface end up using a gun. And usually it's, like, a handgun, like, after they've been they've been unmasked and they've kind of like either wrestled it away from a cop or like whatever. But look, there's no so we don't that really Ghost get face like. Can't no, I like wouldn't say Ghost that. Face. I'm just saying like this oh. is the first time we've seen Ghostface in cloak and mask, like with a shotgun instead of like just the hunting knife. My favorite, which it Ghostface just kind of gives a different. Is
1: the garage, garage door, door hands down,
0: one hundred percent. But this is also what makes me really excited for this. Is I saw, an interview with the directors that was like one of the things we aim to do in Scream 6 is thinking back on like how you can kind of like fans chronicle the movie by like, Oh, that's the one that has this kill in it. And they tried to think of using the setting of New York to build like iconic kill scenes that it could be recognizable. Like everybody remembers Tatum's garage door kill. And garage they said, door. we tried to write this movie with that in mind of like, how do we make each kind of kill and have that be like the punctuation of the film. And each thing is like memorable in the way that it's set up. So that makes me very excited for this. And the Ghostface for this, I mean, obviously we don't get the reveal in the trailer, but looks insane. They've got this that. whole shrine so- set up to every past Ghostface. There's like memorabilia from every former Ghostface killer, and literally says on the phone to Gail like, "I'm something. I, I'm built different, basically." I think that's and a funny I don't know line. What's too, going on? She
1: says like literally ten guys have like tried to do this yes. already. He goes, "Well, I'm different than them," and I'm like. Oh, you're like different than all the other ones that were obsessed with the ghost face killings. Yeah,
0: but I wonder how but I wonder what they mean by that. It could be like maybe the obsession, even though that line leads into like the discovery of the train in the trailer, that line in in the movie could mean something different. Maybe there's been there've been one like me because maybe there's more of them. We've only had up to two ghost faces in a movie. What if this is like a collective of like four or more? What if this ghost face happens to be someone who's like in the criminal justice system. Like, we've never had, like, cop, a cop face. that's been ghost-faced. And maybe they can use that because they're, like, assigned to the job. But they also, like, so they cannot solve the crime. And what? so that means, like, Gale and them have to solve it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're built different because... Because they're a real New York They're cop. a former ghost face victim, a la Hayden Panter's Kirby. Have you seen... Who that? knows? I
1: mean, there's also that fan theory that Nev Campbell's not in this movie, but she is actually ghost Yeah, face. I don't... By it, and I'm like, well, that fits your theory of maybe it's a former victim, but,
0: but it's possible.
1: But also, didn't Nef- or didn't Hayden Panter like she died in Scream Four? Well,
0: she gets stabbed right in like the chest area
1: where everybody but gets stabbed and dies
0: from every other ghost face. I mean, not if you watch the opening kill from Scream Five, like oh, Jenna Ortega true. gets beat the fuck up and she survives.
1: Gets her legs back in because this
0: you know what? Medical treatment has changed since the 90s they've gotten even better and they're better at treating life sa- or like you know mortal stab wounds i wow. just believe that
1: in woodsboro especially
0: well and it, yeah maybe like you know know how to deal with this yeah exactly this they, at once they, every 15 years they bring years. the country's top stab wound experts into woodsboro <laughs> just in case you know right around the anniversary of whatever the... maureen prescott's death just in case you know um i don't know i think I, I love their bring a Pan here back. It was always a fan theory, even from Scream 4, that, like, we never really saw her, like,
1: body bag screen,
0: die, right? right? It was just, like, a stabbing. And people survive stabbings in Scream movies all the time. That's true. You Both know what I mean? Both of
1: those uh, Meeks twins, like, did that in Scream 5. Totally. And when, so it's well, just a matter of, of, sure of
0: like, oh, you know... And it's different if, like, you know, Ghostface kills you and then you bleed out and your body gets discovered the next day, like an opening kill, versus, like, Oh like I stabbed you and then that was like right at the climax of the movie ghostface got distracted and then the cops show up and like maybe you were bleeding out slower and you you know I don't have to ju- I don't have to justify the logic I'm just saying I'm glad she's back I loved her character in Scream 4 I thought she was the killer for a long time the first time I watched Scream 4 mm-hmm. um but now I'm glad that she's back as as Kirby Yeah um there are a lot of new faces here too there's a you don't have it listed here but there's that guy
1: from She-Hulk that is in the trolley with them who plays Puck and She-Hulk. There's Flash from Spider-Man, who you do have listed here as Tonya Valori. And there's uh, What's-Her-Face from Babylon, who gets booted off of the set because Margot Robbie's a better actress. That's true. She's not icing her nipples. She's also, you
0: know, Hugo Weaving's daughter. And and star of Radio Silence's other project, Ready or Not. Which is kind of cool. We got a little nod to her. We can see a... Random extra like dressed as that mm-hmm. character in the it's opening shot. Yeah,
1: but uh,
0: do you think the killer
1: is going to be any one of these new players, or do you think it's going to be someone from within?
0: It's fairly common in a scream movie that the Ghostface killer ends up being a character that's introduced mm-hmm. that film. Yeah, and so I would say my my money is on that being the case. Whether it will be either Samara Weaving or Tony Revolori, uh, I don't know.
1: What about the She-Hulk
0: guy? Could be She-Hulk guy. He looks kind of buff.
1: But a lot of the. Sh- Ghostface of the past. They're not necessarily buff people, you know. They're like skinny people. Yeah, a lot of that's the time. true. I don't Plus, know. this one has a shotgun, so like you could be any size and kill people with a shotgun.
0: That's true.
1: I don't know. Or it could be. <clears> hmm. <throat> All right, we got to pick someone now. Who's who's the Ghostface killer? My
0: leading my leading theory right now is that it's gonna be that random cop that we see that's assigned to the case. Mm. I think we've never seen somebody where it's like secretly the law enforcement person that's tied into it. It's a perfect to, like, opportunity now that Dewey is not appearing in this film and he's typically the cop persona. And are they going to bring in just like a new Dewey or are they going to like alter that archetype? Mm. And I think having him be the detective that's assigned to the, cl- assigned to the case, that's also secretly the actual killer and he could be like burying that the Lee like and all this a stuff. Red Herring and Scream could be Green. interesting. Yeah, we'll bring That's
1: Patrick true. Dempsey back, and
0: he's Ghostface. He's not in any of the trailers. Oh my gosh, dude! I would love for Patrick Dempsey to come back. He's to come back. He's alive in the universe. He's married to yeah. Sydney. Bring him on over. S- Sydney Sorry, Max- Sydney couldn't make it this time, but She's I'm here. Sydney.
1: <laughs> I'll help you out. I'm with the FBI, remember, or something. I don't know. Uh, I think it's gonna be one of the new people. I'm guessing uh, Tony Revolori. Interesting. I think he can pull it off. He can be like
0: Tony Revelory's dead, man. He's mm-hmm. dead for sure. That we'll could be a fake we'll out see. kill. That 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 has also happened in screen movies. But I love that they always keep you guessing. I'm I have very rarely been able to like figure out a scream movie on my first watch.
1: Um I'm trying to think if I have. I don't know, I've gotten pieces, but I've never gotten the whole puzzle. Right. I think.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's very obvious to me watching Scream 2 that um Timothy Oliphant's Mickey Altieri is like very clearly deranged. Yes. But did not know kind of how that was how all set deranged. up, connecting back to you know well, th- the mastermind behind it true. all in that film.
1: But that's because they don't give you all the pieces to figure that out in that movie. Very true. But um well speaking of always keeping you guessing, Tyler. We have devised a game, or I have devised a game for you. Are you excited? Very. Are you going to scream? Ah! Whoa, just like the movies. Um, So this movie game is it, Guess That Scream Movie by the Letterboxd Review.
0: Ooh, okay, okay, okay. And
1: it, this was a hard game to put together because a lot of the Letterboxd Reviews will either put the title of the movie in it, or they will tell you who the ghost face is in the review.
0: And I know every movie by the ghost exactly. face Exactly.
1: So these reviews are very vague and very hard to guess. So you're just gonna have to do your best, but you only have five choices to guess from. That's true. But since they're very vague and very brief, we're gonna. There's no reviews from.
0: There's no reviews from Scream Six yet.
1: Well, I didn't go to that one. I didn't want to get spoiled, Tyler. Yeah, fair. Like I go on there and it says, uh, Courtney Cox dies and Jenna (laughs) Ortega. Like what? No. And I go see the movie, and that's the first okay, scene. I was we just Courtney putting Cox red gets, herrings in
0: the <laughs> letterbox reviews.
1: How crazy would that be if that's the opening scene? Courtney Cox gets stabbed, and then the ghost face mask comes up, and it's Jenna Ortega. And then, like, the rest of the movie is them trying to catch her. It's like her Knives Out style. Stuff. Yeah.
0: Instead of, wow, that'd be brutal.
1: All right, though. Okay, are you ready to guess the Scream movie based on the letterbox review? It's either Scream yes. 1, 2, 3, 4, or 5. Let's do it. And we got Rapid Fire. Uh, here we go. This review is from Grayson. He gave the movie... Or they gave the movie uh, three and a half stars. And their review, Ghostface is the clumsiest serial killer.
0: Ooh, Ghostface is pretty clumsy in most of the Scream movies. But if I had to guess, I'm going to say that this is from Scream 3.
1: It is Scream 3. Good job. Wow, nice work. Okay, second uh, review. Five stars from Siobhan. They say, tag yourself. I'm Randy trying to relate everything happening in his life to the movies he's watched.
0: Okay, so this narrows it down because those of you that might know, Randy only makes it through a certain movie. I think. Oh, I mean he he has kind of speeches related to this, in every movie that he's in. I'm just gonna say it's the first scream movie. It is scream one. Let's go.
1: Great. All right, next letterbox review from Holly. Four stars. Imagine almost dying because you only watch elevated horror.
0: Ooh, that's easy. This is Scream Five. <laughs>
1: very
0: funny. That opening sequence of Jenna Ortega always kills me. Mostly because I think it's very funny that they're setting up this difference between like classic slasher movies and like elevated horror, but also the way that Jenna Ortega's character talks about elevated horror horror is like not how anybody talks about <laughs> elevated horror.
1: <laughs> All right, next review, Tyler. Four and a half stars from Paul. They say, this movie is so entertaining. Wow. Honestly, might be my second favorite after the original. I'll say it.
0: Okay. So entertaining. Second favorite after the original.
1: Hmm. So, you know, it's not the original.
0: Yeah, it definitely narrows it down. I think that this hot take, and it's only a hot take if I'm correct, is about Scream 4. It is Scream 4. Let's go! We're so
1: good at this game. Wow, I thought it was going to be a lot harder. All right. Here's a fun one. This review is from.
0: I also do really like Scream Four. I like all these movies, I think but I wouldn't say that Scream Four is the second best.
1: It's it's up there. It might be the second or third best for me.
0: I think I prefer Scream Five to Scream Four, and then I even think Scream Two might be a little better. than 4, Scream but that's okay. Two
1: is not as good as Scream Four or Five, but that's just my opinion. Interesting. Uh, if you want to know more about Lily's opinion, listen to this review. Four stars. Killer. What's your favorite scary movie? Me, I don't know. Let me check my letterbox.
0: He says that in every movie. <laughs> um,
1: Would it help you if I told you Lily also has the emojis of a red diamond and a kissy face on her name?
0: Oh, on her name. I was like in the. No, in her name. <laughs> um. Well, I guess. Well, Ghostface might not actually say this in every movie. I think. I think this is the original again. It is? Game wow, on.
1: you're killing it, Tyler. Alright. Next review. I can't believe Oh wait, sorry. This is from Sergio Robles. Five stars. I can't believe the killer was the friends we made along the way.
0: <laughs> Try I'm trying to decipher if this is actually telling us who the killer is or if this is just a joke based on that. I'm like mean <laughs> phrase. Um well
1: you kinda like become friends with all the killers in every movie.
0: Not really. Well maybe not. Not two. like Scream Three. I guess not three either. Um Scream Four?
1: Sorry, this is Scream Five.
0: Dang, that was my next guess. Shoot. Alright. That's the first one I've got wrong though. I've been killing this. That's true. No pun intended.
1: Alright, here's the next review. It's from Jess. Five stars. Be gay do crime.
0: Which close face is gay? <laughs>
1: It's funny, like, you look through the reviews, and there's definitely, like, a major, like, headcanon about...
0: Oh, there's a headcanon that the killers in the first two movie, yeah. It's Scream 1.
1: Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> yeah. everyone thinks that the killers in the first movie are gay for each yeah. other. Yeah.
0: Well, that's also... It's, like, they play on that, too, in the scary movie parody, which I think is how mm-hmm. that kind of comes from.
1: Okay. I haven't seen the scary movies. <gasps>
0: that's next.
1: I heard they're not fun.
0: The first couple are Okay. I and saw part of one them. on
1: Comedy Central when I was a teenager, and Charlie, no, 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 no. Charlie Sheen the t- had a giant boner. If
0: you watch the TV version, you're only getting part of the experience. You gotta watch the theatrical release. I don't know what
1: one it was, but Charlie Sheen like died yeah, because he had uh, too big of a
0: boner. So f- three or four is what Charlie Sheen. Is in. Mm,
1: okay, all right. Next review. It's from Leah. They say five, er, four stars. Sydney's boyfriends are always ugly. All I am saying is that Scream would be better if Sydney was gay and in love with me.
0: Okay, fair enough. Um, Sydney has boyfriends in, I think, the first two Scream movies. And then she's married when it comes to Scream 5. I'm going to say this is a review of Scream 2.
1: It is a review of Scream 2. Let's go. Nice. All right, here's the next review from Trin: five stars. Ghostface Slay, honestly.
0: For real, for real. Um, Well, Ghostface is in every movie, and he does kill people in every movie, so this is great. Five stars, it's gotta be the original.
1: No, this is Scream 5. Okay, fair enough. Alright, here's the next one.
0: Honestly, on Letterboxd, all the Scream movies are five stars into the heart, and that's just my opinion, but, you know.
1: Uh, This is from 24 Frames of Nick, four stars. I love the part where the person screams.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That also happens in every movie. <laughs> um, I'm going to go the original again, Scream 1.
1: No, this is Scream 5 again. Shit! <laughs> All right, this one's from Ollie. Two and a half stars, but they liked it. They gave it a heart. Scream movies are just Scooby-Doo episodes.
0: Yeah, I've seen that hot take. I think it's um, true. I mean,
1: I like Scooby-Doo, though. So...
0: so this
1: is scream three no this is scream five again shit all right uh let's okay i got three more left tyler you ready
0: i don't know i'm kind of sinking my average here
1: four left sorry we can this one's a good one you'll uh, this one's easy you'll hit this one out of the park from Lindsay, four stars sequels suck please that bitch has obviously not seen shrek 2
0: scream 2 yeah okay. good job thank god
1: <laughs> we gotta get these numbers up. i was like four
0: of the five movies are sequels ryan
1: yeah but they have that conversation at the beginning about yeah, sequels yeah. all right this one's from persia the whole like region uh three stars the real victim in this movie was courtney cox's hair
0: oh very fair this is scream 3 correct
1: this one's from Ben. the way that i knew that one easier than the <laughs> sequel one this one's Ben. uh four stars I really wish I hadn't seen Scary Movie countless times before watching this.
0: This is Scream 1.
1: Nice, nice. Let's see. This one is our last one, I think. Uh, Four stars from Owen. Freaky Tarantino film students just really be like that.
0: There are two uh, Scream movies that kind of feature film students in them. One is Scream 4 where... Courtney Cox visits visits the high school cinema club. And the other is, of course, the discussion in the cinema class at the University in Scream 2. And I'm going to say this is a review of Scream 2.
1: That's correct. I didn't keep score, but I think you won.
0: I think I did pretty well. I would say I think I got, well, I kind of take my average a little bit and I was like three Scream 5 reviews in a row. Clearly someone was just scrolling <laughs> on the one movie. Um, they were
1: such good reviews.
0: But I think I would say I got like probably over 60%. Maybe 70%? I don't
1: know. If you're keeping track at home, tweet at us and tell us. I'll keep track when I one. go back and edit the episode. No, nah, you don't have to do let that. You know let the viewers do. do
0: it. No, no, no. I'm let gonna the listeners. It. No, I want to know.
1: Okay, fine. Well, good job. It was fun.
0: I had a good time with it. I, I did too. I was a little surprised how well I could kind of figure it yeah. out based on like, my own personal like thoughts of how the movies fit together. And how you connect
1: them. Because like I thought some of them were pretty vague, but you're like... Oh, that's obviously Scream 2. And I was like, you're right. Courtney Cox's
0: hair. Well,
1: yeah, that one obviously.
0: That was a fun one. Well, let's jump into the next trailer, Ryan. Alrighty. We have to talk about Shazam! Fury of the Gods. If we must. And it is, it's Shazam with an exclamation mark. It's not a colon between the subtitle. Well, no, so because the first movie. Shazam! Yeah, that's it. Fury of the Gods.
1: And that's how it's uh, stylized in the
0: comics, too. Yeah. So that makes
1: sense.
0: Um, this film is directed by David F. Sandberg and comes out on March 17th. It stars Zachary Levi and Asher Angel, as well as Adam Brody and Jack Dylan Grazer, Rachel Zegler, Lucy Liu, Diamond Hansu, and Helen Mirren. Um, Shazam 2. Here's what's going on. We know from the first film that, you know, all these uh, kids in foster care, they all have these adult superhuman uh, alter egos that they turn into. Um, Seems like they've kind of been a ragtag team fighting crime a little bit. Um, but then Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu and maybe some other people with them, but I'm not entirely sure, uh, come and they're like, you took these powers and you shouldn't have them and we're going to take them back. And then it seems like at a certain point, the trailer reveals that Zachary Levi is left as the only one of them with his powers and is like, I have to defeat you on my own. So it's kind of all about, it's like the inverse of the first movie. The the first movie is kind of like, I'm on my own. I got to use my powers, but like, really I can only succeed When I have my family behind me. Very Fast and the Furious of them, right? They make
1: that joke in the first
0: trailer. But now, it's kind of opposite of, like, when your family is down, you sometimes have to be the one to stand up and take care of them because you love your family. So, I love the, like, heartfelt messaging of this film. Um, I think there's a lot of great comedy, too, in the first Mm -hmm. Shazam movie, so I'm excited for that. But it does kind of feel like this trickles into the trend of, like, DC movies being, like, a bunch of, like, CGI fighting and not you know, a lot of substance, you know, like why is this dude fighting a dragon most of the time? It's a dragon. Like I get it. Dragons are cool, but I don't know. I don't need to watch two hours of Zachary Lee by punching a dragon. I think that's just my personal like preference. 20
1: minutes tops.
0: But you know, um, that's kind of what I get based on the trailer. I, I'm predicting I'm going to like it. I'm not going to like it as much as the first movie. That's kind that's of what fair. I'm feeling. How do yeah. you feel about this?
1: Uh, I'm interested in it for multiple reasons. Uh, one, I really like the first one, so I'm excited for the second one. I think Shazam was, like, is still one of the best DC movies made. Oh, totally. Um, I'm interested because of all the restructuring going on at Warner Brothers and DC Studios. Yeah, so is this
0: going to be, like, the last Shazam movie? Maybe. It's confusing. It was notably absent uh, from James Gunn's announcement. I mean, he said, like, well, he this about- is coming out. Yeah. But he didn't say, like, and then we're going to do more with this character. Yeah. You so know,
1: there has been restructuring at DC Studios. James Gunn and Peter Safran are the new CEOs of the newly founded studio. DC Studios wasn't a thing before. And they're trying to, like, make it more, like, a cohesive cinematic universe. like Marvel-ized. And not
0: only just movies, but also they said through, like, TV shows and uh, video games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, But the thing is, there already is this sort of, like, loose,
1: established DC universe. And the way James Gunn was talking in his, like, announcement video earlier this this week was saying, like, this Shazam movie will lead into the Flash movie, which will reset the universe and then lead into the Aquaman sequel. And it's like, well, all three of those were already, like, gonna be in the old universe. How are they still, like, connected to this new universe you're building with a Superman that's not Henry Cavill... And with Wonder Woman and show that doesn't feature Wonder Woman, like, I'm confused, um, but I'm excited to see, I'm like, honestly, I'm going to go watch this movie because I'm excited for the movie, but also I just want to learn to see, like, are there going to be hints to, like, the future of DC in this movie? Because, like, reportedly there had been, like, filmed cameos with, like, Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot for this movie. Oh, interesting. But they might have been cut from the movie. I wouldn't be
0: surprised point. at this point, Yeah.
1: And apparently they offered Dwayne Johnson the chance to cameo, and he said no. Which I think is kind of ridiculous, because Black Adam is a Shazam character. Exactly. It
0: has lightning bolt on his chest and everything. Like it's connected to uh-huh. the comic's like origin of this character. And they're going to set up a Shazam movie, do a Black Adam movie, and the Shazam sequel's going to come out, and you're just not going to incorporate that character at all. <laughs> it just feels like... Dwayne Mark Johnson wanted to like cosplay as Black Adam for a movie and then like have no investment in like well, how that character con- contributes to the universe unless he gets to be like the center of it, which yeah. is stupid. And he's
1: like, I want my character to fight Superman, not Shazam, that's the kitty movie. I wanna be big boy. But yeah, so I'm gonna go see the kitty movie where they fight the dragon.
0: <laughs> totally. I mean, I think Zachary Levi is ten times more charismatic and even like just Feels like a better fit for this universe than Dwayne the Johnson. I, you know, mm-hmm. I think Dwayne Johnson in real life seems like a nice guy.
1: I'd probably w- rather hang out with Dwayne Johnson in real life than Zachary Levi. On the
0: screen, just doesn't connect. I'm going with on me. Shazam on the screen for sure, for sure.
1: Um, another reason I'm excited for this movie is actually that the villains, uh, Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu, are original characters. They're n- not in comics or any other. Oh, media. interesting. They're made for this movie. That's
0: pretty neat. I think it's just interesting that. The actresses playing the villains are Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu. I think that's <laughs> fucking dope. Obviously, Lucy Liu can do action. and um, she's been like a movie star for quite some time, doing like the original Toy Angels movies and stuff like that. Um, but Helen Mirren is like such an interesting choice to come in as like a comic book movie villain, and I'm kind of here for it. Like, I'm glad that it doesn't need to be like. It could have been Dwayne the Rock Johnson, who seems like a more like archetypal mm-hmm. comic book movie villain. But they're going to kind of subvert that by, like, putting these two actresses on screen as the main antagonists of the film. And maybe that's where the dragon comes from, is it's less about, like, them being the ones to fight Shazam, but they can, like, either summon these other creatures yeah. or do some kind of, like, yeah,
1: I think that's exactly power. where it's coming from, because there's, like, at one point you see, like, a minotaur creature running around the street, so I think they have, like, access to, like, mythical creatures or something like that. Interesting. Um, and... Because they're, like, wizards too, kind of. It also
0: looked like the dragon was not, like, a fully formed dragon. It looked like the dragon was made up of, like, concrete and, like, things. Like, they summoned the dragon out of, like, the existence of rubble or whatever Uh on the street. And, like, they could give the spirit of the dragon to this form. Kind of like... Which movie did that? Onward did that, right? Where the dragon oh, yeah. was kind of it made out the... of the school, right? Uh-huh. So it kind of gave me that reminder where you're not transporting this like fully formed creature, but they're kind of like creating it out of mm-hmm. with the power of their magic or whatever they That's might cool. have.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm excited for this movie. I really like the messages of the first movie about family and heart that this franchise, I believe, has going forward. Uh, I hope. We get a third Shazam, but if not, I'm happy that we got at least two.
0: And we've also got newcomer Rachel, Rachel Zegler joining the cast. I don't even know what she's doing. I have movie. no idea either. She puts her hands up and they glow. It but seems like, if I had to guess, it's some kind of... like I would say it's akin to the America character in the new Doctor oh, movie. America where it's Chavez. like, this person has some power and is either like a target for one reason or another. Or we need to protect them for one reason or another. And is kind of like the, the MacGuffin for whatever reason needs to happen in I this film. I was
1: seeing it as she's part of, I think they're called the Daughters of Atlas. It could be in an and under... like she's like, I don't want to be like Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu. I want to be like Zachary Levi and uh, Dylan Grazer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack Dylan Grazer. They're cool. Not those old ladies that are trying to steal these poor kids' powers. I'm going to hold up my glowy hand to save the day. Totally. I don't know. It, it could go either way, honestly. Yeah. Or maybe she's like a sleeper agent. She's trying to get in there and go hey, we could be
0: friends, but really I'm going to steal your Ooh, powers. who knows?
1: There's plenty of possibilities.
0: But, yeah, I'm excited for, for Shazam 2. I really, really enjoyed the first one, and I think really I'm most intrigued by this movie, not by any connection that it has to other DC projects or to future DC projects, but just on the merit of I like the first one and this is just the direct mm-hmm. sequel. So, yeah. And I think that's really what like has to power the DC universe forward. Like, yes, in the era of the MCU, it's great to have this goal for your films to interconnect but ultimately like if you want to make good sequels you have to make good original installments Mm -hmm. and get people to want to come back and revisit those characters you know what i mean
1: and i think that's like a big reason this movie is like still getting like so much coverage as it is with dc because the first movie is like only tangentially connected to the dc it's like oh there's like a batman doll and there's a Superman cameo but you don't see his face.
0: Like and it's like yeah, after the credits or whatever. Uh-huh. So it's just kind of it, ex- it exists in that world, but it's not like they're all on screen together mm-hmm. or whatever.
1: Yeah, and like it could be any Batman. It could be any Superman. It could be any Aquaman. Like it could fit in any DC universe. Totally. And they could play with that really easily, you know. If they want to make a Shazam 3, they say, "Actually, it was part of this universe the whole time." Yeah, you for know? real. So yeah. Shazam, Fury of the Gods, more like Shazam Oh my God. I'm sitting down and watching this movie. Absolutely. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. mm -hmm. How's it going? Thank you. I worked really hard on it.
0: (laughs) Well, Ryan, to close out today's episode, we want to talk about not one more, but two more trailers. Whoa. Curveball. This is not to extend the length of the podcast. We're probably going to spend about the same amount of time on both of these as we do on one trailer. But this is just because uh, there's two films coming out in March of 2023. Um, that are pretty big releases, pretty big franchise films, and yet somehow in the chaos of our lives, neither Ryan nor I have had the chance to fully immerse ourselves in either of these franchises. And so we don't want to sit here and pretend that uh, we have lots of insight on no these pretenders. next installments. And so uh, we'll offer our quick thoughts just on the surface level about the trailers for John Wick Chapter 4 and Creed 3. Ryan, um, John Wick 4, what are your thoughts?
1: It looks cool. Uh, the, my, my experience with John Wick is that I went to go see the third one, having not seen either of the other two. And then someone had a medical emergency in the theater, uh, and we got maybe 10 minutes into the movie and they had to get medically evacuated. Like they, and, uh, then we all left the theater. So, I don't know if that movie was fun or good, but I hope that person's okay. (laughs) Um, I didn't check up. They left and they're out of my life You didn't get their
0: number beforehand or anything? No, but I do know... This is why I collect the phone number of every other patron in the theater before I watch any movie. Just in case anything happens, I can follow up.
1: Well, I do know one of the theater workers that uh, assisted me because I had to run out of the theater and go, We need someone to help. Call 911. Uh, They go, Okay, I just got to clock in real quick. I respect the hustle. Um, like <laughs> lo- I do know that theater worker is still working at that theater, and I see him every once in a while, and we smile at each other. Like, we are recognizing we're both at this place a lot. <laughs> and one time, I went to the movies with my mom, and he was bartending, and he gave my mom too much wine. Like, way more than you're supposed to, and my mom gave him a nice tip for that. Nice. So. Um, but uh, John Wick Four. Uh, I don't know. I thought this was a movie about like a guy killing people for revenge, but now he's like got to go on a. It lead started with as a revenge plot, and now it seems like it's a
0: whole everybody's like. Everybody's in this. Movie. There's all these rules about assassins and how the different crime and families work together. Coins and there's the high table where like he's appealing to that like to try and like not be. Killed by them, I'm assuming. And Lawrence Fishburne is in this, but he wasn't in Matrix 4. Well, Lawrence Fishburne is in like the last two or three uh, John, John Wick, Wick films. Is John Wick
1: just The Matrix without The
0: Matrix? Maybe. I mean, Kung it's possible. Fu
1: or gun-fu?
0: Yeah. I don't know. I'm excited to see John Wick fight Bill Skarsgård. Are you going to watch this movie? I'll probably try and catch it. My goal was to try and watch the first three and then catch this one in theaters. But... The first three might be off of streaming now, so who knows if that's viable. Mm. But I feel like I could just go pick up on John Wick 4. It doesn't seem like a movie... I mean, especially... I've done a little bit of research, and every movie has, like, grossed progressively more and more at the box Mm -hmm. office. And so it just feels like a movie that people, like, are like, eh, I'll hop on at Parabellum or whatever. Like, it doesn't... Uh, That's another thing. It's not a one-to-one.
1: Why is John Wick Chapter 3 called John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum, but John Wick Chapter 2 and John Wick Chapter 4 don't have subtitles?
0: And also, what the fuck is a Parabellum? That, that's just a word that they made up, so.
1: It's like a parabola,
0: but maybe different? I will say I really love um, the poster for John Wick Chapter 4. Oh, with the hourglass? There's like a little bit too much going. Like, it was like they took it and they were like, we're gonna add, we gotta change one thing about this. It's a headshot of John Wick, the character. Keanu. And then they said, we gotta change one thing about it, and then we gotta change one more thing about it. So it was like, it's a poster John Wick. But turn the tie into an hourglass. And they were like, Yeah, that's good. Write that down. Write that down. And they were like, Uh, 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 I'm not finished. The sand in the hourglass is really bullets. And then they're like, Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Nice. So it's like a double, you know, two little switches just to change it up. Because he's running out of time and bullets. Or he's running out of time, but there's lots of bullets. In him? Because he's dying. Or and he's running just out around of time. him. Who knows? Running out of time. It's just that Tyler the creator oh, song okay. in the background. Which reminds me, I forgot to mention Shazam. That trailer was just the one line from the Drake song. Trash. The, the Eminem version is better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, why, why does Shazam just have like random... I guess because he's like a middle schooler, so he loves like hip-hop that's like surface level. Sure. Like very popular hip-hop. Great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Creed 3. I've seen Rocky 1, and I haven't seen any other uh, movies in these franchise. It looks like every other movie in this franchise, someone from his past shows up, or someone from Rocky's past shows up in other Creed movies.
0: He has to fight them. The end? I feel like, just based on the trailer alone, and I don't really remember the trailers are, And I've never seen the first two Creed movies. This feels like, you could tell me this is the first Creed movie, and I'd be like, cool. Like, well, Apollo the, Creed's son, like, well, you, runs this uh-huh. gym. Somebody from his past shows up. Like, I feel like the plot of Creed 1 and 2 could just be backstory that is like revealed then in Creed three for this plot to happen, right? Well, I guess you could but, say that about
1: every sequel. I guess that makes before. sense, <laughs> but I
0: don't know. To me, it's just like it makes sense as it, like it seems like a place to that you could jump into the franchise That's and not true. have to know that much it about feels like what's going on. The
1: first Creed like centered story. The other ones are like how Rocky like came in as like passed. a mentor to him, and then right? The yeah. S- the second one is about like the son of one of Rocky's villains like has to fight Creed. Yeah. So, like, this one's, like, a truly original Creed antagonist.
0: And I think it's fitting that now this is Michael B. Jordan's also directorial debut uh, helming this film. And I'm very excited. That's something that I see the most excited is it's somebody, like, he feels attached to this character, Mm -hmm. attached to this franchise, and now he's getting kind of creative control around how to tell this story. And I'm very excited by that. I also am very excited by the cinematography that I've seen displayed in um, the the trailer. trailer. I think it looks really cool and... I mean, I'm not a huge, like, sports movie guy in general or even a huge boxing guy in general. But some of these sequences in the ring, like, look dope Mm -hmm. um, in the way that they're filmed. And I'm very excited for those. Jonathan Majors looks buff. Jonathan Majors looks fucking ripped. And I get, like, I mean, they're both in great shape for this film. But I think if you were to just show me, like, a picture of Jonathan Majors in his Creed form and Michael B. Jordan in his Creed form... I would be like, Jonathan Majors is fucking whooping this guy's ass. He looks, like, extra ripped. Like, he just looks truly, insanely cut. And,
1: uh, like, it could happen. Like, there's precedent in the, like, franchise. Like, the hero doesn't always win.
0: That's true. Yeah. So, who knows? But I love the tension that they're building up where this is, like... The antagonist is somebody from Creed's past, um, who has maybe been put away in jail for something that, like, he did or didn't do. Or maybe he's something May- he did with Creed. Maybe he feels like, yeah, like he had to pay for it, and then Creed got to ex- go to su- like, Successful. excel, even though, like, maybe he feels like he should have also had to spend time in jail. And so, kind of this, like, you've been able to succeed, I've been set back by society, and we have to solve it in, in the ring. ring, like men do. So. Ding, ding. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty excited for Creed three, and I think, like I said, it feels like an accessible point that I might just jump in and go watch this one and uh, see what I think. And then if I like it, maybe I'll backtrack. I don't know. Couldn't be me. I'm, you know, I'm gonna watch. You're a franchise purist.
1: If I'm gonna do it, I, I'm gonna go. Okay, I've seen Rocky one. I gotta start with Rocky two. Rocky go two all up. Up? Oh my gosh. And if same with John Wick. Gotta. I I, was, I tried to do it with John Wick three, and someone almost died,
0: Tyler. <laughs> That was your sign from the universe that there's no jumping on the franchise train? No. Unless you start from the beginning?
1: Or I start from a spinoff movie. <laughs> okay. Like I did with Hobbs and Shaw. And then okay. I went back and watched all the other Fast and uh, the right, right, before right. I enough, saw F9. If this was... I guess if I, I... I don't know. It's hard because, like... Could I start with Creed? And just go Creed Creed 2? But I've already seen Rocky 1. So I gotta fill in the pieces. Yeah, that's great. Mm-mm. I know... I might even have to rewatch Rocky One.
0: How? there's like tons of Rocky's too, right? Is there like Rocky,
1: six? Rocky Two, Rocky Three, Rocky Four, and then I think there's either Rocky... I think there's Rocky Five and Rocky Balboa, or it just might be Rocky Balboa. So there's either five or six. And then there's Creed and Creed Two. But then recently Sylvester Stallone did a recut of Rocky Four. So there's like an alternate version of Rocky Four out there somewhere. Uh, so I don't know which one is canon, so I might have to watch both.
0: Interesting, yeah. Rocky Five into Rocky Balboa.
1: Oh, okay. So there's no Rocky Six. Rocky Six is Rocky Balboa. Yeah. Okay. So six Rocky movies plus an alternate cut plus two Creed movies. So just nine movies before I can watch Creed Three. Oh, eight because I saw Rocky One.
0: Perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, you have until March third, and um, today is February third of this recording, so I you have month. one month. Good luck.
1: Well, um, I tried to do this before Creed 2 came out, and I watched Rocky. Great.
0: <laughs> Love that for you. So maybe
1: I'll watch Rocky 2 this time.
0: Well, John Wick and Creed 2, very successful franchises in our day and age. True, um, true. That up, we they're are both very getting, familiar with. And they're both getting March releases, so we'll see who comes out on top. But for the last oh, game on today's episode... God versus fist. Yeah, I think John Wick's going to win that one, but who knows? Maybe Michael B. Jordan's so buff that his pecs are, like, Well, also,
1: he, like, weaves and dodges. Yeah, so sure. Dodge he dodges bullets. Bullet. Easy. And pound them in the face. Easy piece.
0: Yeah. Um, for the last game on today's episode, Ryan, I've assembled a list of statements. And all you're going to have to do is tell me, does this apply to the John Wick franchise, the Creed franchise, or to both? Oh,
1: Okay. So it's like that uh, one scene in Wreck It Ralph where he's like giving the pancake to the bunny or the ice cream to the other creature. In sure. Wreck It Ralph too, Ralph sure, sure, breaks sure. the internet. Yeah yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Interesting, interesting parallel, but it's sure. Because
1: I relate to Ralph because we're both big boys.
0: But the game is just Wick Creed or both. Very easy. Okay. Okay. And I'm talking about John Wick. And I'm talking about you know Creed from the boxing movie, not Adonis Creed from Creed? the Office. Or, so.
1: Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed is dead. I don't remember. I don't know what his first name is. <laughs>
0: okay first one's a very softball which came first john wick or creed movies and not not rocky's not counted
1: oh dang okay in my head they're like very close to the yeah that's
0: why i went with this not rocky (laughs) these all have to do with the creed movies the rocky movies aren't factored into this i'm
1: gonna say john wick because it's on four and creed's on three
0: john wick came first but only by one year
1: Wow, well, Rocky's, or Creed's been sleeping then. Yeah. You should have two movies up on like
0: now. No, gotta step those numbers up. Alright. Rookie numbers, Creed. Here we go. Now, both could come into the equation with the rest of these statements. Oh, that one was a pretty easy one or the other. 50-50 shot. Okay. Which of these franchises has a release that came out in 2018?
1: Hmm. Is
0: that the Creed franchise or the, or the John Wick franchise?
1: It's either John Wick Chapter 3... Wait, or it could be both, you said?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm gonna say both. I think Chapter 3 and Creed 2 came out the same year in 2018, before the pandemic.
0: Actually, it's just Creed 2.
1: And then John Wick was 2019. Yes.
0: So, so far, oh. there's never been one movie from each of these franchises in the same year. 2023 will be the first time. Dang. So we'll see how that fares. And they're both getting released in the same month. I just feel like they're like similar target audiences, right? Am I weird for like thinking no, no. that these are related? Like, so I'm just curious to see if they'll, like, right? yeah, maybe cannibalize each other in the box office a little bit, well, or I don't know. One
1: is the beginning of March, one's the end of March.
0: You're, I mean, yeah, you got if you're like a big fan of both, you've got a couple weeks in between to see one opening weekend and then see the other mm-hmm. one, but who knows?
1: But if you're going like the second week of April, you're like, what do I see? Yeah, I only see one movie a for year. like all the
0: like dads that only get one like movie day or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're like. Do I go boxing or do I go I think John Wick's going to come out. I'm going to go have oh, to guess.
1: Wait. $5 fan free for Top Gun Maverick? I know, I what, know what I'm doing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Well, you've got one correct. That's cool. You're one for two right now. Oh. That's okay. We'll give you a horrible shot. average. Your next statement okay. or question, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Which of these franchises spurred a spin-off video game?
1: Mm. I don't remember seeing Is it like an actual video game or is it like a mobile game? Do you know? No. Cuz I feel like I don't I don't know. I'm like trying to picture like one of these characters. I think they're
0: both actual video games if I had to guess.
1: Okay. Well then both cuz you said they're both oh. actual video games. Whoops. <laughs>
0: Spoiled that one out. Wow. Ma- maybe one has two video games, Ryan? <laughs> No, they're yeah. Both <laughs> franchises have video games. We did it. Well done. <laughs> what would what would you have guessed if you didn't know? What, what I would were you? T- I would have
1: walked it through, and I might have gone to both. I would have been like, okay, so like Creed can be like a boxing game, like Punch Out, or like Wee Boxing, and then yeah. John Wick could be like just a shooter game. But if I was only going to choose one, I'd probably choose Creed.
0: Oh, interesting. All right,
1: because I feel like it came out around the time that like. Boxing and video games with popular. Yeah,
0: for sure. All right, next question: Which of these franchises has received one or more Oscar nominations? Uh. So at least, yeah, at least one. Do they both have an Oscar nom, or I know does only Creed
1: one does? But I don't know about John Wick. So I know it's definitely Creed, but is it both? I'm just gonna just say Creed.
0: Only Creed has received Oscar nominations. So that's for Stallone for support, best supporting actor. Did he win? No, he was only nominated.
1: But the cool thing about that is that he like got nominated for playing Rocky in Rocky One too. Mm-hmm. So like he got nominated for the same role like over thirty years and later, in
0: different categories probably. Yeah, right? supporting and lead, and different franchises. Kind of if you count them yeah. with different franchises. Yeah. yeah, I was a little surprised. I thought John Wick might have snuck in there with like a technical like award the, uh, somewhere, but, effects but yeah, for sound. All right, which franchise's second installment? So we're talking Creed Two versus John Wick Two. Mm-hmm. Which which franchise's second installment grossed over two hundred million worldwide? Could be both of them. Two hundred worldwide—that's not huge.
1: Uh, I want to say both.
0: Only Creed passed the two hundred million dollar really? mark. 214 million. John Wick 2 only did 171 million Interesting. worldwide.
1: Interesting. If I was only going to guess one, I would have only guessed John Wick actually.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised by that too.
1: How are you, how are you only going to make that like less than 200 million worldwide and still get two sequels?
0: I know. But John Wick I, 3 did very well. Like they've like grown exponentially. Well, they got my money. But, yeah.
1: Even though I like, even though you didn't.
0: It. Do they not like they count me, they but that you money or still or... counts for the... Yeah, I'm just checking, like, uh-huh. you just decided not to go back for John Wick 3? You just used that for another movie? Yeah, yeah. I guess. I think
1: it was, like, the end of John Wick three's like, run in the theater. Oh, okay. Like, towards the end of it, and then, like, the, by the time I went back, like, it wasn't playing there anymore. Did
0: they not offer to just, like, restart the movie, or had no. been too long of a delay?
1: Well, like, the, we had seen, like, ten minutes of the movie, but then it kept playing while, like, everything oh, was happening. Yeah, they didn't turn it off.
0: Weird. But the lights came on. And like... I should have asked more questions about this when you told the story I'm just still processing it a little bit. I think it's why. Okay. Let last one. You've first. gotten almost everything right except for no, no. You just I've got a lot wrong. wrong. <laughs> You've gotten two wrong, <laughs> two right, and then there's one that I give away on accident. So you know, we'll count it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll take but it.
0: But this is the last question. Which film's first installment? Okay. Had a budget under fifty million dollars.
1: Um. I'm gonna say John Wick one, because Keanu wasn't a huge star at that time. Like John Wick gave into the keanu Sans and it was like it's just a movie about a guy with a gun, right? Mm-hmm. So compare that to like. Does that mean you f-
0: think Creed one has a budget over fifty million? Because it could be both still.
1: I think so, yeah, because like Sylvester Stallone, like he's a big name still in that time that movie came out. So I'm just gonna say John Wick.
0: It is both, really. Both of these films had a budget under fifty million. Um, John Wick One was like three million, movie. and then Creed One was like thirty five to forty million.
1: I thought like maybe uh, Sly in the movie would have cost some more the, money. Yeah, especially it's a Rocky sequel. He's like, I gotta get the Rocky. Box. He
0: probably cost like twenty five million alone just to get him right? on set. That's yeah. what I'm
1: thinking, but he loves that franchise and that character. He yeah. like has directed multiple movies. Yeah, that's true.
0: Well, Ryan, you didn't do great, but I hope you had fun playing. It makes sense. I don't. It's know hard to about answer questions out of context. You barely know anything about. This is just kind of more intuition based. That's why I gave you. I gave you two like box office budget ones because you're into that. So I thought you know. It's true. Try to tap into your. Uh, but I don't pay attention to the X box the office budget and success films like that you I don't watch, watch <laughs> and I don't care
1: about.
0: <laughs> but hey, we care about them this time. Yeah. Three and four because we covered them. We have to care. It's our job. To care. It's true. To laugh, to cry, to care. Yeah. Somehow. Heartbreak is good in a place like this. In a podcast like this. Mm, amen. Alright, Ryan. Let's close out this episode. Let's do we it. We have to ask the questions that we always ask at the end of every episode. Oh, God! Which of the trailers that we talked about today was your favorite? And which movie that we talked about today are you most excited to see? I think my
1: favorite trailer... Hmm. My favorite trailer is actually Scream 6. But I'm most excited to see Ant-Man and the Wasp. Because I'm a big Marvel boy.
0: I like it. I like it. I like it. My favorite trailer is also the extended official trailer of mm-hmm, Scream not Six, the and it's also the movie I'm most excited to see. Makes sense. No makes surprise. Sense. No surprise. Um, but I would say I'm pretty excited for all three of the. I mean, the main movies, main movies about. that we talked about. And yeah, I mean, I I'll, go I'll, if I have time in March, I'll check out John Wick and Creed. You never know. You never know. But congratulations to Radio Silence, Scream Six, mm-hmm. doing great things. And winning today's preview. Screaming out there in New What's York City. What's not a award? Because that's for it's, not, it's an episode award. Episode award. There we
1: go. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, as always, if you liked this episode, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Oh yes. And um, follow us. And subscribe on um, Instagram and Twitter. Instagram, Twitter. Those are that's where we are, and on Letterboxd. But we're yeah. not on Preview Review on Letterboxd. Should we
0: create a joint <laughs> Preview Review with Letterboxd account?
1: And we just log when we've the seen trailers, released, or just the trailers? Just the trailers we've seen. That'd be crazy. (laughs) Unhinged. No, I don't think we can do that. That'd be madness.
0: Unless. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot to be continued. Uh, join us next episode for the annual preview awards. Last episode was our nominations episode and we will be joined by our official accountant who tallies the votes and will announce the winners in all of our categories at the 2022 because it's the year the movies came out. preview awards on the next episode of preview Review, so hope you'll join us then
1: tyler's almost seen all the nominees
0: i'm one away and then i'm ready to vote because voter uh what's this Informed called voting and form voting matters is good voting it's true thanks and for listening bye-bye good night america Mwah.